Hey now, hey now. What's going on, people? Welcome to the show. It's another week of the Unita Hira podcast. And uh, today, we're taking ourselves off the grill and on to Elm Street. So this week we're taking that we're taking on the Elm Street franchise with our memories and ratings. And uh, I, when I was doing this, I was like, who, "Who am I bringing on for Elm Street?" And I thought to myself, you know, it's not it's hard to find Elm Street fanatics like me. We're not as when when you're in the world we're in, you're gonna find two to one. Friday fanatics to Elm Street fanatics and about the same for Halloween fanatics. You will find more Halloween and El- Friday fanatics than nightmare fanatics. I, in my, in my life, it's harder to find Elm Street fanatics, but sauce, you're a damn Elm Street fanatic. Am I right? Are you like me? Oh, hundred percent. And I would almost say that it's closer to three to one than two to one. As far you're as probably Friday right. Goes. It's getting uh, that way. It's definitely getting that way. It's getting worse, man. We're, we're disappearing. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. But I got Sauce with me here today to to uh, talk about Elm Street. And, of course, I've got Nick with me today. Nick, I see you're repping your uh, You Need a Shirt today. How's that <laughs> yes, thing looking? Sir. Dude, it's, like, my favorite type of fitting shirt because it's, like, one of the only shirts that's, like, it's just tight enough to where it makes me look like I have bigger arms than I do. So I'm like, yeah, I love this shirt. Um, yeah, it fits, fits great. Love it. <laughs> I've washed it and dried it multiple times. It's not fading, so... Good. Teespring's not that bad, man. They can no. be, but Sauce, you look—you have something to say about Teespring? No, I was gonna say I'm 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 very picky about shirts, and Teespring has done right by me so far. It just depends on whoever, whatever the creator picks, you know, shirt-wise. Yeah, like you know, as long as they're not doing like the slim fit for twinks, generally, you know, it's it's gonna be a, a pretty solid shirt. So. Yeah. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think we're premiering this episode. I'm sure we're premiering this episode. So uh, I'll try to be in the chat. It just depends on what I have going on in my life right now. But if I'm not in the chat right now, thank you all for being here. So as you know by now, and I've already said, we're going to Elm Street for this one. Uh, this is my, if, you, if you've watched anything from me, you know this is my favorite franchise. Sauce loves this franchise just as much as me. And Nick... Okay, okay, Nick, what are we? Where where are we with Elm Street with you? You're obviously uh, a Halloween guy. Yeah, yeah, but and I get that moniker so much, like oh, you know, and I know you, you don't mean that, but like it's like oh, he's the Halloween guy. I actually had a guy comment on one of my videos the other day, like you're gonna do anything aside from Halloween, and it was a Halloween Kills trailer reaction. I was like, what do you mean? But anyway, um, so up until about six months, uh, yeah, a few months ago, I was like. Okay, it's Halloween Nightmare Friday. And now I'm kind of like Friday Nightmare? I don't know. But I would say that I will at least say that I'm a big enough fan of this franchise to say I like it more than Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Child's Play. You know, So I, I would consider myself a pretty big fan of it. Yeah, and I'm going to say this right off the bat. I think people are going to be surprised. I think people are thinking, oh, God, Christian's just going to give everything nines. I'm not because I listen to me. I I don't know about so, what sauce is going to do. I am legitimately going to tackle this objectively, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to give my personal feelings about some of these films. Okay, because I don't want people to think I'm just going to go easy. I'm not going easy. 
I'm not going easy on this, okay? And uh, but but because of that, that doesn't mean that this fr- franchise doesn't have some all-time staple classics. All right. So uh, let's see who should go first. I'm trying to think here. Why don't we hand it to Sauce? Sauce, you want to start with your uh, early? Come on, Sauce. Let's go, man. Earliest memory. <laughs> take us back. Earliest memory of Nightmare on Elm Street '84. '84. Maybe I was four years old. It's hard for me to, honestly, with this franchise in particular, to kind of pinpoint earliest memories. Because as, as long as I can remember, it's been a part of my life. You know, like, I mean, my mom was young. I guess she was 17 when she had me. So, like, she was just a young kid watching these movies, too. So, like, I was just around them. Um, I remember this one not being a favorite of mine as a kid, anyway. Um, Mostly because he's not funny. Like, he's just mean. You know, and you don't really see a lot of him. You know, he's, he kind of, until the end, like, he kind of stays in the shadows for the most part. Mm. Um, you know, obviously, as I've grown to kind of enjoy films on a deeper level, it's as douchey as that sounds to say. <laughs> you know, I've come to enjoy this one. I mean, Craven's a, a master, you know. You know, he's labeled a master for good reason. Okay, so it's, were, it's were we having nightmares at all from this first film when you were a kid? Not nightmares so much. It's just like I'd watch them and I'd not want to move. I'd be like afraid to get off the couch. You know, yeah. that whole, oh, my feet are dangling. That's kind of, kind of thing. It's kind of, you know, as far as that goes. But never anything like while I was sleeping, I slept fine. Um, the older I got, oddly enough, nightmares would start, you know, like 15, 16. Mm-hmm. Nothing terrifying, but it just, you know, there really wasn't anything until then. But. So basically, this film's synonymous with your just existence in general. It, you just you just remember it being around. All of them, yeah, really. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you know, and I are the same age, so, like, yeah, you know, they were all, all, but, uh, all but New Nightmare were out before we were born. So. Right. Do you know that this is the first one that you saw? Or no? I, I don't think it was. But I can't say that for sure. Yeah. Um, I just I, I do feel like three was the first one I saw. You know? Yeah. Sweet. And we'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. Of course. Um. So we'll st- as you know we'll do the rating after we each talk about our earliest memory. Uh, Nick. Eighty four. Eighty four. Uh, as I've said in previous videos, a lot of these movies were shown to me by my mom, and this was another one that was shown to me by my mom, and this was maybe the second or third horror movie I ever saw. The first one I ever saw was the exorcist. And I remember this not falling far behind that. Yeah. My mom, she took risks with her young children in the movies that she showed them for sure. Um, and, uh, I actually remember I was probably eight, seven or eight. And, uh, she was actually watching it and I wanted to watch it so bad. And she's like, I don't think you can handle it. And it was on TV. So a lot of the stuff, you know, a lot of the really bad stuff was cut out, although this is pretty tame. Um, but, you know, I was like, oh, I can handle it. And uh, unlike Sauce, no, nah, the nightmare started for me immediately. And um, not just that, but I remember the first night vividly. I remember the first night I saw it, I did not want to go to sleep that night. Um, and uh, I actually slept in my mom's bed that night. I, I remember it. And uh, like that was going to help me. But 
Yeah. I mean, I was, it definitely, it freaked me out like right away. And I've always said that Freddie's the scariest of the big three. And that's because the other two, Jason's basically a zombie and Michael is a person, you know, but Freddie is like, he's a demon dude. Like you're not safe when you're asleep. Like that's crazy because what is sleep synonymous with rest, relaxation, shutting your mind off. Not a Freddy's there. So um, yeah, he's always been the scariest to me, the big three. And uh, yeah, ever eight years old. And I just, I wasn't about it. I, I liked it, but nah, it scared the crap out of me. Mm. You know, it's funny. It's funny the way I, also, the you know the way how this goes, Nick. I don't tell my guests what we're doing. Yeah. That way, when they come on here, that it's fresh and they don't they don't have time to really think about it. It's very natural what they say. I don't study for this either. Like I didn't think I haven't thought for one iota of a second any of this. And while we were talking about this, the God's honest truth is the first image I ever saw of Freddie before the name preceded everything for me. I always knew who Freddy Krueger was. People tell me, oh, he's, yeah. the, he's the guy that would kill you in your dreams. I always knew that from childbirth. I, he just, I would hear it because Freddy was bigger. The, the name Freddy Krueger is bigger than the, the titles of the movies, really. I mean, it's Freddy freaking Krueger. The very first time I ever saw the Freddy face and claw, as embarrassing as it sounds, but I remember this, was watching The Wedding Singer. <laughs> and I'll never forget when the little kid's wearing a Freddy mask in the house yelling for Aunt Linda. Uh, and I remember that was late 90s. And I'm sure there's no way possible I didn't see cl- clips of it throughout my childhood. But I did not watch the movie with full coherent, like, you know, attention until my late teens. As sad as that sounds. I'm sure I saw clips of it. I always knew it was. But we're, when we tell the next portion, part two... Everything, and I've told this story a billion times. This will be the last time I swear to God I ever tell my part two story. It's gonna be the last time. But when I tell it for this deal, everything will make sense after this. But yeah, but the truth is, the very first time I saw the face of Freddy that I can remember was in the movie The Wedding Singer, was when the kids wearing the damn mask. So, uh, but it's term in terms of the movie goes, I'm, I'm guessing we're just gonna go ahead and rate it right here, and I'm gonna start. Anybody that knows me knows that there's three films that every single day swap for my number one. Every single one. And of course, Sauce, like you know, we're only able to give one a ten. All right? I'm giving the original Elm Street a nine. I knew it. It's not my favorite today. It's not my favorite today. But it's getting a nine. I've got a sneaking suspicion that Freddy's Revenge is going to be your favorite today. Like I just, I just have that feeling it's going to be Freddy's revenge. But I digress. Sauce, what do you give it? So, just refresh me: are we are we giving how we feel about the, how we feel about the movie, or how we feel like as far as like a a completed thing? I tell you what, <clears throat> I want you to tackle it how you feel comfortable. Okay. I'm going to go up because everybody, I, because I suspect everybody thinks I'm just going to go subjectively, and I don't care. I just love it; makes me feel good. No, no, no. I'm going to I'm going to grade them objectively. That's what I'm doing because I'm throwing the audience a curveball because I don't think they expect me to do that. But I want you to do what you feel is right to you, whether it's how the films make you feel, nostalgia, you rate it the way you want to rate it and just explain to the people. So well, I think this is probably the most well-made of the series. 
uh, barring, you know, one that we'll talk about in a minute or two, I'm sure. Well, I'm positive, you know, that's what we're doing here. Um, it's not my favorite. You know, I don't watch it too often. Um, I'm going to give it a seven. Seven. And I say, and I say that because I'm not going to give each movie. Yeah, I'm giving one number to each movie. Like, so there's going to be seven or eight, depending on, you know, or even nine, I guess, different numbers. Oh, yeah. that's a first. So, so there's not going to be two of them with, you know, that are sitting at nine or three or whatever. So okay. nightmare one gets seven. Okay. I dig it. Um, I guess I'll go with an objective rating as well. Uh, I agree with the point of, is this arguably the most well-made? There is a discussion to be had there. You could definitely make a case for another movie. So um, objectively and personally, I probably watched this one more than any of them, but it's a nine for me as well. It is not my favorite. Wow, not 110. I'm a little surprised about that, but that's awesome. Uh, let me just get it out of the way. Okay, let's start with part two, and let me just say it. Listen, guys, this is the last time I'm telling this story. It's 2009. It just turns, it's late summer turning into fall. My brother takes me to Spirit Halloween, and I am just engrossed in the store. I'm hooked. I'm like, this is all so cool. Look at all this Freddy stuff. I want to watch these movies. I can't recall ever really watching these films. My mom works next to a blockbuster at the time. I go home that night. I was like, hey, mom, when you come back from work tomorrow, I'm, an, I'm a senior in high school at the time. I said, mom, when you come back from work tomorrow, do you mind grabbing a Nightmare on Elm Street from Blockbuster? She says, no problem. She comes home, and I just believe in fate. She comes home, and she says, somebody was renting part one, but I got you the second one. Is that a problem? And I was like, that's not a problem to me. What, what, I don't care. I watched part two in two, in late summer of 2009 and no lie it scared the shit out of me that freddy scared the shit out of me and just like a lot of people all the gay shenanigans in the film right over my head completely over my head because i I was terrified of this movie uh still to this day that's that freddy scares the hell out of me and that kick-started everything for me nightmare 2 is my gateway drug unequivocally and that was two, when, I, when I hear the year 2009, I instantly think of this, that this is the thing that comes to my mind is this story. I'll never forget it. I'll probably be 90 years old, probably because I'll tell it again, even though I don't want to. But that is my story with Freddy's Revenge. It was my gateway drug for becoming a horror fanatic. And from that time, I've gone, I've watched at least one horror movie a week easily for 10 plus years now. So that movie gave me a lot. That's my Nightmare 2 story. So who wants to go next? Nick, go ahead. All right, all right, all right I'll take it. Um, Freddy's Revenge, man. Again, anybody that is watching this right now, you're going to remember that I said when we talked Friday, when we talked Halloween, my mom was also the type of person that would say, these are the sequels in this franchise you should like and you should watch. All these other ones suck. And for her, when it came to Nightmare, it was one and three. And I think that was just Heather Langenkamp bias. But I digress. So I didn't watch Freddy's Revenge until I was like 16. And when I first watched it, I hated it. 
I mean, I hated it. I thought, I don't know why I hated it so much. I don't know if it was because I was like, where the hell's Nancy? She's in the next one. She's in the previous one. And we're just going to forget about all that in, in this one. And I felt like for me, when I was a teenager, it just felt like it didn't fit. And, and you can still make the argument it doesn't fit because Freddie is, he's super dark. Um, what, but now I love that. And I actually rewatched it again, probably for the first time since I was, I don't know, probably 20. I watched it about a year ago and I showed it to Brooke because she had never seen it. And I'm like watching her reaction the whole time. And I'm like, I feel like she's going to hate this. She doesn't love corny movies. And, and I, I do. I know you, I know both you guys probably do too. You get enjoyment out of them. Um, and uh, I asked her at the end, I'm like, so what'd you think? And she was like, I liked it. I was like, damn, I did too. And uh, I've actually watched it like three times over the past year because that revisit, I was really like, yeah, man, I dig this movie. So yeah, that's, that's my story is that 16 hated it, grew to appreciate it. Like Halloween six, I would say it's very similar to that for me. Very nice sauce. Well, I mean, just like Nick, first time I saw it, I hated it and I hated, hated it for years after, although I, I saw it probably about 10 years, you know, or 10 years younger, we'll say it was probably five, six, seven, somewhere in that range. Um, I just didn't make any sense, you know, being a fan again, the third one, you know, probably at that time, first and foremost, didn't make sense. You know, the whole, he's alive, you know, the, he's, you know, in the real world. It's not just, you know, uh, kept to the dream world and it's, it's, it's dumb. It doesn't follow the rules. But if you think about it, when it came out, this is, you know, as an older individual, me thinking this, there were no rules. You know, there, there was nothing saying he couldn't, whatever, you use a, a human avatar or whatever. So I've grown to enjoy it more. And like you said, Christian, the gay stuff totally over my head at the time. You know, five or six, I, I barely had any idea of what that was, you know. Um, however... The more I watch it, the more I like it. I think every time I watch it, I like it more. Um, you know, it's dark. He's, he's, I think this is one of, you know, the most evil Freddies we get, you know, and, and there's, and there's no real slapstick at all. There's no, he's not telling jokes. He's not, you know, some Catskill comedian. No. Um, you know, so it's kind of just kind of full, full tilt balls to the wall, you know, um, it, in the pool party scene, it's fantastic. Forget that it doesn't make sense, you know, with the rules that kind of get thrown into place after the fact. That's probably my favorite scene, you know, if not top three, we'll say, of the franchise. You know, and it's the, the iconic line, you know, you're, you're all, all my, my children, children now. now. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's also awesome because it's like the dude's like basically telling Freddie, like, hey, chill out, bro. You got to love you got to love that. And then, and then Robert does like this timed kind of like help yourself, fucker. And then he looks at me, and he goes, <laughs> <laughs> just cuts him and throws him. It's terrific. Yeah, Sauce. I'm gonna start with you, dude. Right off the bat, rate it nine. I, like I said, the, the more I watch this, man, yeah, I, I enjoy it, and it, it, it's really it's not even hard for me to throw it. it you know, give it a nine, and. It's starting to get to the point where, you know, it might be pushing upwards from that. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm, As I'm, a press I'm, time going on. 
the reason I start to enjoy, I've enjoyed it more and more as I watch it is because I love Dark Freddy because he was so scary as a kid. I'm like, give me scary Freddy. Like, uh, I'm going eight. I'm going eight. I, I, I could easily put this anywhere between eight and ten. It's one of the ones I watch the most, but I'm going to go eight. Yeah, very, very nice. This is my ten, and I'm going to say this. This is my new nightmare. This is my new nightmare. This is the Freddy that's breaking the rules and doing what the hell he wants to do. You got your new nightmare down the road, and it's out, it's realistic, it's real worldly, and it's a cool story. But this is the Freddy that the movie Freddy Krueger is like really afraid of. The part one Freddy fears this Freddy to me. This Freddy is the devil himself, unequivocally. And even though I'm rating these objectively, here's the thing. This movie is probably one of the worst edited ones. It's probably one of the lesser produced ones. Jack Shoulder, if you watch if you watch his other movie, he did The Hidden, it's amazingly edited and directed and stuff. So it's really weird to see this movie, which seems not necessarily sl- sloppy, but like he reuses shots of Grady and Jesse doing the hand push-up stuff in the movie and stuff like that. And there's it's just it doesn't seem very well produced but at the same time the power of this film and the magic of the that that feeling of this film somehow it's undeniable sometimes i feel that thing that the stars align and things happen and i think that this film captures a dark shade of gray that never got captured again and like saw said there there was no rules yet it's not, it, it, and, and Wes Craven has been vocal about hating the pool scene. He does not like it. God, God rest Wes Craven, but Wes, baby, you're wrong. You're just wrong. Because that pool scene scared me more than anything in the first movie. And granted, that's still my opinion, but it's my number one because no other film scared me like this one. And that's the bottom line. So this is my 10. Hell yeah. There we go. So now we're going to the Dream Warriors. Um, who wants to... Nick, you start us out. You start us out with Dream Warriors. All right, let's do it. Dokken, part three. Um, so again, this was another one that I watched with my mom. And the whole time, I remember it. I was probably like eight or nine with this one. She's hyping it up as we're watching it. Oh, it's you know, it's so good. It's so good. And I'm watching it and I'm, I'm really digging it. And, but I honestly feel like, and I I remember this vividly. I felt like I couldn't dig it as much as I wanted to, because I was scarred pretty early on in the, I believe it's in the first half of the movie, but I was scarred pretty early on with the uh, marionette veins scene. That's dude. No. I mean, that was like, no, I, and I actually remember, I'm not even kidding. I remember like sitting on my couch and looking at my veins in my arm. And I was like, <laughs> bro, no, like who comes up with that? Um, a lot of people hate, you know, I mean, most people love dream warriors, but a lot of people do crap on some of the characters like, Oh, it's kind of cheesy, you know, with their powers and stuff, dude, I loved it. I mean, again, we're talking about a series that hadn't really established its ground rules and its tone yet. And, you know, I mean, you could make the argument that the first three are more similar in tone than the next three, but it didn't really know what it was yet. So 
yeah, I, I remember that vividly. The the veins. I didn't grow an appreciation for Welcome to Prime Time, bitch, until further down the line in life. Um, and now it's one of my favorite kills in a in a horror movie. And it's not just be it's it's not really that crazy, but it's just so memorable. But yeah, it was it was the marionette scene, man. And I, yeah, yeah, I was about eight or nine. Yeah. Well, for me, for me, you know, after I had rented part two, I then rented part one after that. And I loved it. But even at that time, still, I was telling myself, man, that second one was way scarier to me. So when I got to the third one, I was like, what the hell? I mean, you can imagine watching part two, then one. You're like, what the, what the hell is coming next? What, what is this movie going to be? And to me, part two was this simple, like, the story was so much more simpler to me, even though there's a lot of nuance of sex, the sexuality and all that at its face value. The movie seems much more simpler to me. Part two was like a ACDC record that went platinum. It's four chords and drinking beer, whatever. When I watched dream warriors, I was like, this is like no pun intended. This is like a dream theater album. There's a lot of insane stuff going on in this. And I'm talking obviously about the special effects and the sequences and the, the guy whose who's tendons fly out of his arm and he becomes a puppet to Freddy and stuff. And I was like, holy shit. Like, this, this is amazing. This is amazing. And I saw when I thought when I had initially thought of what Freddy was, this was the movie that was the Freddy that I thought about because I knew Freddy was vocal. And I love this one. I love this one so much. I think this is one of the greatest horror movie sequels ever made. It is. It. I mean, Chuck Russell deserves so much credit because I got news for people. Wes Craven probably wasn't going to save it if they had gone with what he had. I, I've read a lot of it. It was really grisly. You know, it was just mean. And I don't think it would have translated to an audience, especially by the mid mid or latter 80s. Uh, Freddie grab Chuck Russell made Freddie grab the pulse of pop culture for better or for worse. By this point in time, when this movie came out, and now I'm just ranting, Freddie was whooping everybody's ass. Jason couldn't even get a, a half of what Freddie was making at the box office. I think people forget that. Friday Thirteenth has a massive fan base more now, but at this time, box office wise, people wanted to see Freddie. Oh yeah, it was they wanted in. to see Freddie. Yeah, uh, Nightmare 3 brought in 45 mil, and I believe by the time, this was what, 87? 87. Yeah, so at this point, your Friday movies were bringing in like 20 mil. Um, Which was still were, good for their yeah. budgets. We're talking yeah. a million and a half, two million dollar budget. So Friday was still not only, great. Not only for the budget, but for the time as well. Like 40, 20 or 45 million today is, you know, you're going to be in... Close to 100 that's, that's at least a hundred million. Yeah. 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 Because tickets probably two dollars back then. <laughs> and, and on top of that, that's just domestic. Yeah. Back in the eighties, they only they only went off domestic. Fast and Furious Nine did a hundred whatever in its first weekend, with most of that being from China. Yeah. So like you can't really it's apples to oranges almost. Oh you know? yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, but to sum it up, to sum up what I was saying. From the first time I saw Dream Warriors, Dream Warriors, I knew I was watching horror greatness to me. I mean, it's it's amazing. And bringing back Nancy, I quite honestly think this is my favorite Nancy performance. I just love Nancy in this movie. I like she's the older one. She she's a little bit more I don't know what the word is, but she's more of like 
like the elder statesman who's trying to teach and she's I just, I just liked her better in this movie. I appreciated her ferocity in the first one and she's full of piss and vinegar and she's going to fight this bastard and she's she's scared but she's not stopping. This one she was almost like the Mr. Miyagi, look, this look guys, hold on. This is what we got to do. I'm telling you, listen to me. And I really liked that. I loved her in this movie. So this is probably my favorite Nancy performance period. So, uh, yeah, I love this movie so much. Go ahead, Saucy. I love this. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think we're all kind of in the same boat on this one. I remember being, you know, three, four years old, renting it from, I don't know, my step aunt's local store. Actually, no, I think it was the first time I was in a blockbuster, as a matter of fact. Yeah. We rented this movie, grabbed a pizza, some popcorn, Ooh. you know, sleeping bag in the living room kind of thing, dude. And, yeah, I was hooked immediately. I had Dream Warriors stuck in my head for days afterwards. This is, mind you, like I said, I was four years old. I didn't know that, you know, oh, that's a real band. I figured, yeah, people put songs, you know, they just make songs for movies. Right. You know, so I didn't know for years later that Dokken was like a, an actual thing and they were famous and, you know, <clears throat> they had more shit I could have been listening to. But, yeah. I love everything about this movie. You know, people shit on it. Oh, it's you know, this is this is where he started to get corny and make jokes. No, yeah, he talked a little more. He's fucking mean about everything he does. There's no smile on his face when when he says "Welcome to Prime Time, bitch." Oh, he's he's, he's, off. he's angry and he's he's looking. You know, he's looking for blood. Yeah, you know, he's got the <clears throat> snarl. His nose does this the whole time. Yeah. It you know he's that's true. You know, I, I get it. People love that mean Freddy. But guess what? And I'm not saying they're necessarily wrong. Oh, this was the turning point. It was well, the guess- beginning of. Like, this was like, oh, well, we can. They like this. Let's turn it up. Yeah, they basically yeah. were like, we gave Freddy more lines and people liked it. So yeah. what if we just give him a shitload more lines? Right. Yeah, and basically yeah. make it his movies. So. But at the same time, though, I do think that there there was a balancing act. And even though I don't think you could keep it up for very much movies, because then because people are going to get bored one way or the other, this was like that perfect mm-hmm. mixed drink. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was like that. It was like the the sledgehammer was invented for the yeah. first time. It, it's going to fuck you up, but you're not going to taste it. Yeah, exactly. You know? um, just speak on the Wes Craven script quickly. I don't know. Have you read the whole thing? Have you gotten? It's been it's been it's been years, but yeah, I remember when I watched Never Sleep Again, I saw it this thing out, and he's yeah. talking call he's calling girls the c word. Freddie yeah. is so, pissing on graves and shitting on graves. I, yeah, on my senior year of high school, I actually decided to waste a bunch of their paper. I printed the script off, you know, fifty, sixty pages, whatever it was, maybe more than that. Even it probably was more than that. I don't remember, but it was just you know like this thick. <laughs> um, and I read it in. He's a lot meaner, for sure. And there's something to say for that. That might have been good, but there's no character development for any of the, the people that are killed. Like, you don't care about any of them. Like, so they die, and it's like, okay, good. Dead. Next. You know, so... And I think that's one of the best things about Dream Warriors is how much you connect and almost immediately connect with each and every... Uh, teen in the movie you know even dr gordon and obviously nancy of course like you said this is certainly her best uh her best outing i guess um 
Lawrence but Fishburne's in it. Larry Fishburne's in it. Um, but you know, with Will, you kind of oh yeah, I know, I know, like a D and D nerd. You know, as a sculptor kid, kind of the kid that's good with his hands or whatever. Kincaid is my favorite person, my favorite character in any movie I've ever seen. I fucking love Kincaid. He's just he's a sarcastic, mouthy, angry dude, and, and I, I get that. You know, I as an adult especially, I identify a lot with that. Mm-hmm. You know, Who's plus right? he could bend a chair. You know. Who's mm-hmm. rating it first? I rate it first. I already know. I'm giving it a ten. It's my ten. Very ten good. Ten here too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I would love to give this one a ten as well. And um, again, I think this is probably one of the greatest sequels ever. But damn it, I still think that about part two. Even though it's much more of a simple movie, I think that Freddy will haunt my dreams. That's the last Freddy I want to run into in my life. <laughs> uh, with that being said, though. This movie is obviously, it's a nine for me, uh, of course, but this movie, I think, is the pinnacle of 80s horror in a lot of ways. I mean, it tapped what people fell in love with with this decade so much in so many ways. And, I mean, Dokken, it's a shame that they broke up not long after this because one more album and they'd be played on the radio every day till this day on every classic rock station. I mean, they're a platinum-selling band. They're huge. But they would be, they would have crossed that pantheon if they would have stuck together after this because this song was huge. My dad tells me all the time how he used to hear it every day. But awesome. So this is the, this is where it gets interesting. Hmm. <laughs> Dream Master, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four. Who wants to go first with Dream Master? Why don't you take it? Perfectly fine. Take it. Um, the truth is. I really liked this one. First time I watched it, I did. Obviously, it was bla- it was bl- blaring. I was like, okay, that's not Patricia Arquette. I don't like this girl as much, but she's still kind of cute. I still kind of feel for this girl. She's kind of got like that creepy vibe to her. But I call this movie. Let me finish. I liked this movie. I loved the soundtrack. The Elm, to me, the Elm Street movies have the greatest soundtracks ever. When I first heard when when Patri- uh, not Patricia when Tuesday's driving, I was like, okay, what song is that? Uh, Divinals off the wall record, oh, buy it, song, boom. Man. Love the Divinals now. When I heard uh, Drama Rama, okay, what's that song when he's playing when he's punch bat punching the bag doing a karate? Ah, Drama Rama, anything, anything. Oh God. Let me go buy the soundtrack on on vinyl. So I bought it. Then I found the Vinnie Vincent Invasion, which they have a great song that wasn't really in the movie. I think you might barely hear it in a small section. I fell in love with the music. But one thing that was interesting to me, and what I, I'm sure I can't really take credit for this. I haven't heard anybody else call the movie this, but I call it this. I call it Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4, The Daydream Master, because it seems like so much of the movie takes place in the daytime which isn't a knock but it's interesting that that's what they went for with this one you got a movie called nightmare on elm street and it's about falling asleep but at the same time i i can kind of appreciate that because they're trying to stay awake so when it's nighttime they're not going to sleep so eventually they got to pass out so the kids are falling asleep in the daytime not all of the movie takes place in the daytime but i really like this movie but i could tell this was 
the part three, I do think was a turning point, but we are turn we are we are curving hard by this one. I can see okay, well, I liked this one a lot, and I loved the look of Freddy. He looked real like sucked in and like really dry and. Robert looked like he was like probably at his thinnest at this point, which I always thought worked for Freddy because if I, I just don't think demons would have any fat on them. You know what I mean? As weird as that yeah. sounds, I think this is a full fledged horror comedy to me. Uh, well, I would say probably about 70% horror comedy. I loved the visuals of this movie. I do think Rennie Harlan's talent shows super talented guy. I love want to suck face. Love that scene so much. The cockroach scene, the special—it's a—it's another special effect extravaganza, and this movie—I'll—I'll I'll save the rest of it for when we rate it. But I—I I definitely enjoyed this movie, but I really enjoyed the peripherals even more than the movie itself, a.e., the music and some of the looks of and the look of Freddy and things like that. But still, I was—I had fallen in love with every Elm Street up to this point, so I was so happy when I rented Part Four. I was like, "This is awesome!" Does it? It can't. Does it? Does it ever get bad? I mean, this is all great to me. Um, so yeah, I loved part four. I don't love it as much as three, but I, I loved part four. Yeah, this was for me. This was a rental from Blockbuster, a rental that I had to convince my mom to allow us to rent because she had no interest in seeing it, and I was probably like nine or ten. And, you know, we used to go, as everybody did, a lot of people did, you'd go on a Friday night or whatever, you'd get a handful of movies from Blockbuster, and you'd try to throw one or two of your suggestions, and they're like, oh, mom, you know, rent this one. This was one of those. And uh, I remember watching it, and uh, this was obviously when Freddie's uh, stand-up comedy career took off. <laughs> and um, I I mean, I, I thought it was hilarious. Um, I thought it was really engaging and really entertaining, but I definitely was like, even as a child, I was like, this wasn't scary. Like I was not freaked out at all by it. I was more just enjoying it and entertained by it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll get to a little bit more when I do my rating, um, like you said, but yeah, it, it was a blockbuster rental that I did not regret because uh, it gave me quite a few laughs. Mm-hmm. Sayonara, Rickson. <laughs> um, you talked about it being you know, kind of a special effects extravaganza, which is true everywhere except that scene, unfortunately. Um, I don't mind that scene. I think it's it's you know maybe not as good as it could have been. That there was talk of some kind of like elevator catastrophe, but I think for Rick, the martial arts uh, enthusiast, that kind of fit. You know, other than the fact that he's taking big old, uh, as, the, as, the, yeah, yeah. as the actress says, big old John Wayne swings, you know, um, it was cool, you know, and eventually he's like, all right, you know, let me find my inner comma. He's able to kick the glove off, you know, and unfortunately mm-hmm. it doesn't end terribly well for him. Uh, that aside, I, I love this movie, you know, not as much as Dream Warriors or, or part two at this point, but this was, this was easily like 1A growing up. You know, because it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Like Nick said, it's not really that scary. You know, I mean, I guess maybe to a kid of a certain age or someone that hadn't been exposed to it, it could be. But by this time, you know, you, you get a sense of what he was becoming. And it's just, it's a good time. 
you know, a lot of people shit on this one. And this one is the one that people that, oh, you, you got too funny. Well, okay. Uh, like, I'll, I'll grant them that. But to say that it's, it's not a good time still is asinine to me. It's, it, it doesn't hold any water. And I feel like that's an unfair criticism, too, because this was the first time Freddie was that far out of left field. So if you want to say when you get to Dream Child or Freddie's dead, oh, he's too funny, you know, I get that. Because then at that point you could say, well, it's been overdone. But in this one, it was the first time you really got to see that full-fledged funny Freddie. So, I mean, you try it. If you like it, cool. If you don't, what's there really – you can't be like – Oh, this is, you know, when the franchise just got ridiculous. Cause no, they, I mean, they tried something new. Yeah. It was enjoyable. Like, did it get overplayed Absolutely. later? It's, yeah, it's so entertaining. I mean, the more I think about part four, there, there are, here's, here's what I think the majority of, of fans think. And here's what's, here's me. So many people that like sauce was saying, like, dude, by, by four, it was, it was just, it was comedy central. Screw that. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Then you got guys like me that are so obsessed with this franchise. And a year ago, somebody got the master tape from Joe Lamont's Pride and Joy, which plays in the diner scene. And I love the song, and I've been dying to hear it. And somebody who knew Joe Lamont got the master tape for that song, which was never released, ever. It was made for the movie and got put on YouTube. And I cried when I finally was able to hear the song because I love it so much. Joe Lamont, he has a great record. Joe Lamont obviously also did work for Eternal Living Dead 2. So I love Joe. And when I heard I, that's that's me. Okay. So that when people need to under, people need to understand, that's where I'm coming from when I say I love this franchise. I search this stuff out so hard. And I think, like Saw said, I am deathly entertained by part four. There's no way you can't be. Every every scene, every scene is is pure adrenaline insanity. The pizza scene, the chest of souls, which famously has one Linnea Quigley's beautiful yes. titties. Yes. Dressed up Push against Freddie's chest. Out, Linnea. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody that's ever watched the documentaries can remember that. Mm-hmm. Linnea, push your chest out. <laughs> and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you just see Linnea like yeah. <laughs> but, but dude, I mean, it's, it's yeah, go, go if ahead. You talk, if you want to talk that soundtrack, you can't, you, know, you got to shout out Billy Idol. That fatal oh. charm. I love that song. I gotta Sinead cover O'Connor. that. Put your hands Sh- on me. Sinead that song O'Connor. Is fantastic. It doesn't stop there. You've also got Go West. Don't be afraid, yes. afraid of your dreams. Gorgeous, gorgeous song. I mean, the soundtrack for part four, even though, Nick, you got some homework to do on this. Even though half of the songs really aren't in the movie, I tell people the soundtracks for these movies are un- matched by any other franchise in the world to me i mean they have part four and five for me have some of the greatest soundtracks ever yeah. oh, on the vinyl. fat boys Fuck oh fat uh, boys i mean when when my buddy kaylin gave me the 12 inch for all you ready yeah. for freddy i almost crapped my pants oh, I, I played it like seven times so as it got done i went started it again <laughs> and i flipped it over and did the did the the club mix which is like three minutes of no vocals yet. Then it finally yeah. kicks in. Oh man, the, you're, the the soundtracks are unmatched, unmatched. And of course, there's the Will Smith song that that new line was like, "Hey, hey, no, they were gonna use it, but then they're like, no, 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 no affiliation." So yeah. when you watch the music video for the Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff song, Nightmare on My Street, Nightmare on My Street, there's like a disclaimer in the original music video saying. 
this has no affiliation with the movie Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4 Dream Master. And I was like, what is going on with that? And the research I found was something happened and New Line were like, I don't know if it was a money thing or whatever, but they ended up going with the Fat Boys, which I still struggle. Which one I like more? I love I have, both versions. I'll say this hands down. I like the Fat Boys. Do you like the Fat Boys? For, fat yeah. Boys has a great... They're great. And I love beatbox. Okay. That was always my favorite. Yeah, I was saying, Freddy doesn't beatbox in Nightmare on, on my street. So. <laughs> so great stuff. See, Nick, I tell you, we're, we're, me and Saucer marking well, out here. I mean, I, you you won't get any argument from me when it comes to the soundtracks because let's be honest. Like we can talk about how the score of Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth is fantastic, but they didn't really ever implement much Rock, music me- yeah whereas it seemed like nightmare just leaned heavily into that it was and and, and it worked i mean it, all you you just have to start with freaking you when you think of the nightmare on elm street three one of the top three Dockin. things you think of is docking yeah. yeah so like you don't get that with halloween or friday so not know. only that not only that i can't believe i didn't mention this nightmare on elm street part two is the reason thousands of white boys like me and Wish. sauce love Fonda Ray. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like there's no reason we should listen to that song, but you damn right. When sauce is driving to work or whatever, he is cranking mm-hmm. all night long. Bow, 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 like bow, the, the, the 10 minute like, yeah, club the, mix. Yeah. <laughs> oh Absolutely. man. Like I said, yeah. Like dude, we could do a whole stream just on this, just this music. But have we? Quick, I, I want to say though, I actually I listened to that whole song from front to back before I did the uh, Freddy's Revenge video I put out last week. Uh huh. Yeah, it was last week. I just said you had to get in that, that. You know, you had to get in that space, man. And does the song seem spooky to you when you listen to it? Like, is there like a like it's for me? It, it's like I can't help it. I always feel a little creeped out when I hear the song. Because I don't really think of that scene of the movie. I think, I honestly, I just think about all the, the, the oppressive heat in that movie. Yes. I forgot to talk about. Yes. Um, it's just like, everything, you know, they, they went and kind of, hey, look, this, you know, records melted and whatever, but like, they're all, they, they sweat constantly in that movie. Like, it's gross. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I just like, that's kind of what I think. I just sweating. You yeah. know, and that might be the whole different kind of sweat with with Fonda Ray, but <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right, Sauce. Let's start with you, man. What are you rating a Nightmare on Elm Street for the Dream Master? Which I have a lovely, which I have a lovely store display over that here. That if if somehow Christian dies before me, I I do get. If if I die, you get part two. You get part four, and you get Baby Fred. Oh, <laughs> but I'm better not die. I hope you don't. I mean, you know, all things considered, but at least there's a silver lining if you do. <laughs> but I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give Dream Master an eight. Wow. Um, like I said, you know, I'm not being you know objective like you guys necessarily. I mean, there's an element of that, but I love this movie. It's fun. This this was like I said, growing up, this was one A. It was always Dream Warriors, and it still is technically. But, you know, Dream Master was right there. And over time, you know, Freddy's Revenge kind of snuck in. But uh-huh. th- this movie is – I have just as much fun with this one as I do part three. And I think Alice Johnson might be my favorite final girl, like in in horror, period. Very cool. There we go. Nick, you want to go next? You want me to go? Yeah. Um 
I'll go a little more subjective here. If I was going to go objective, I'd probably go the route of like six. If I'm going to go subjective, I'm going to say seven. And that's just because I really do find enjoyment in the movie. And it's grown on me as time has gone on. Um, Uh Because like I said, I did enjoy it the first time. But it it was definitely different. Um, But yeah, I'm going to give it a seven. I think it's just, it's fun. Very, very cool. What did I give? So I gave Nightmare 1 a 9, Nightmare 2 a 10, and Nightmare 3 a 9. Um, I'm going to stick with a 7-2. I think calling this the 1A is is very much how I feel about it, too. But the damnedest thing about Part 4, whenever I do put it on, it's I forget how much fun I have when I watch it. Because I know it's cemented in my brain how much I love 2. I know that when I watch two, it's going to deliver every time. I'm, that Freddy's going to come after me. And part three is probably one of the most well-made sequels ever. But damn it, part four is just as well-made. It's just not as good of a movie. Yeah. You know, sometimes those stars just don't align perfectly. You've got a new cast. You killed off a cast that you fell in love with. Yeah. You didn't get the girl back that you fell in love with. Everybody loves Patricia. Yeah, I think, too, if they had thrown Patricia in there, if they had been able to get her. You know, and everything else in the movie the same way. I think, I think emotionally, they're you know, it kind of jacks up the stakes a whole bunch. I think so. It's Tuesday night. Yeah, like you said, she's pretty. Whatever you know, you kind of you start to fall for her a little bit. But I mean, I wish we could. Everybody kept... fell for Patricia. Arch. And that, and the thing about part four, I think that does bother me a little bit. Is damn it, why couldn't we have kept the brother? I loved the karate brother. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted him and I wanted him to keep going. He could have helped out five so much, yeah. but we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, dream, there. the dream yeah. child. Do y'all want me to just go ahead and let me get this out of the way? Do y'all do want it. me to go first? Hey, come on, baby. come on, baby, Freddie, do it again. Okay, so I, naturally, I had rented. You know, around this time, it's hard to say. I had either just start started buying these movies or I finished renting renting the nightmares. It's hard to say because once I got hooked. My money was going towards these movies one way or the other. So I either bought this movie and watched it the first time or rented it. And this is the God's honest truth. The first time I watched Dream Child, I was just like, I feel the steams run out a little bit. And I don't think I'm wrong. I I do think the steams ran out. Um, I'm still a little confused to this very day about the story and how it really makes sense because i i don't think it makes total sense she's pregnant but it's not it's not freddy but the baby's have okay so the baby's having dreams and so freddy's invading her dreams um uh, whatever stop christian just watch the movie like that's and i think that's fair but the bottom line is this and i'm just going to get it all out right now new line completely rushed the hell out of this movie. They picked a script that they already denied before. Let's keep this in mind. They got a great director. He is very talented. He gave this movie its own look. I really dig the gothic look. There are things about this movie. I think Freddy is amazing in this film. I love Chef Freddy. Bon appetit, bitch. I love... Baby Freddy, obviously, because he's disgusting looking. I mean, look at him. He's gross as hell looking. I wish he'd just come a little bit more in the movie. Um, I think that Freddy is still 
I think Freddie was producing gold albums in this movie instead of platinum albums like he was before. And that's not really anybody's fault but the script. I think Rob Robert can only do what he can with what he's given on paper. He ad libs and does his thing. I mean, you got when you it's hard it's hard to compete with less than a year's time than when you have great scenes with a naked broad swimming up to a waterbed and then Freddy jumping up and giving the house is for a wet dream. It's hard to top that kind of humor in a rushed production with a mature theme movie. This movie's really weird, but there are still things that I love and I urge everybody and I'm, I'm just going to get this. We won't do this for the rest of them, but I'm just going to get this out and I'm, I'm going to rate it too. And you guys can do the same for this one. I urge people to at least go out of their way to see the uncut version of this film. Absolutely. Because a scene that seems really tame and boring, like Dan turning into the motorbike, is extremely painful when you see the uncut version. A scene like Greta getting eating herself. I mean, this movie has themes of anorexia in it, for God's sakes. Like I said, this is a weird movie. You know, you go from this completely bright comedic film to this gothic film about do, do I kill my baby? I'm I'm not eating. I'm anorexic because my mom wants me to be a beauty queen. There's weird themes going on with this film all over the place. But scenes like Greta where Freddy starts to literally take the spoon and dig into her own stomach and refeed it to herself. It's disgusting. I love my laser disc. When I watch part five, you damn well know I'm watching my uncut version of this movie. But it's still a rushed movie. The steam has run off a little bit. And the only people that are responsible for this is New Line. Because they couldn't help themselves. But I still think Freddy is great in this film. I like Alice in this movie. I like Greta in this movie, quite frankly. And I like the comic book kid. I really like a lot of the characters really about the same as four, but four seemed a little bit more cohesive and it seemed uh, more meat on the bone, but the sound, the, the thing about this, I'm almost done. I'm almost done guys. But the thing about this movie, the soundtrack is amazing, but none of it is in the movie. Yeah. You've got Bruce Dickinson, Bring your daughter to the slaughter. You've got Wasp. You've got Slave Raider. You've got Mammoth with one of the coolest songs, Can't Take the Hurt. And if you haven't seen what the band looked like, you need to look up the music video. It's a bunch of obese guys. And I'm talking they're big. It's a bunch of Dan Connors in a hair metal God band. Damn. You've got great late 80s hip-hop, Chub Rock. Great stuff. Cool mode I loved I, I enjoy this film a lot. Most of it's peripheral. I enjoy this film for Freddy and I enjoy this film for the peripheral stuff like the music a lot. And I enjoy the uncut kill scenes. And I'm just gonna go ahead and rate it. I gave Dream Master a seven. I'm giving Dream Child as much as it sucks, I gotta give this one a five. Because as much as I love a lot of the stuff about this film, and I will take this film to my grave, I love it. Objectively, New Line handicapped every single person involved with the making of this movie. I'm done. 
Yeah. Um, I can't tell you the first time I saw it because I genuinely don't remember. And I think that is because I didn't like it. Um, and although I have come around on a few things, and part of that is from Christian, um, yeah, Baby Freddy's creepy as hell. It's ugly bastard. Um, the, you know, uh, there's, there are some cool kills. Um, Freddie, again, we are now neck deep into, you know, comedy central Freddie. Um, but you, you enjoy it. You, you enjoy him. I mean, Robert steals the show anytime he's on screen, no matter what he's given. Now you can still say the material that he was given isn't great, but he steals the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's funny that you say that because I didn't want to. I was like, I'm going to give this the lowest rating. I know it. I'm giving it a five. Uh, and objectively, I think that's fair. There was some cool stuff. Um, I love the scene, uh, Dan scene. I I, I really enjoy um, <clears throat> Alice. I just the character in general. But um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that just feels really weird that doesn't necessarily fit um or make sense and i get it like you said new line was like we have to pump out another one um and it shows so i'm gonna give it a five take it away sauce um i don't know i I don't like this one a lot um it's not the worst of the series you know we still haven't hit that nadir but (laughs) you know it's not great Like, like christian said though the uncut version is can't say light years better because it's only you know a minute or two longer but <laughs> real quick sauce i don't want to cut you off if i was rating the uncut version i'm not obviously because the average person doesn't see that i would bump it up a number because yeah. the uncut kills are disgusting yes okay go ahead yeah um so you know to take that into account the fact that we're not rating that um you know unfortunately it does drop it down a bunch Baby Freddy's great. The one thing that always bugged me, especially as a child, is is when Baby Freddy grows into the clothes. He's got that one arm that's like six feet long. I'm like, why why wouldn't he have you know like completed the, the transformation? It's stupid. Um, Again, yeah, it's <laughs> nothing just, makes it's, sense. No, nothing makes sense. Although I will say, as far as the baby dreaming and having nightmares affecting Alice, they're connected the same way when Alice eats, it feeds the baby. I think like that's, you know, scientifically, I think that's the only way you can get away with that. That's the equivalent of, that's um, the equivalent of the cruise ship getting to Manhattan. Right. Basically. Yeah. You, you have to like, well, okay, sure. You know, <laughs> um, the characters are great. Like that's one thing I think this series has just kind of from beginning to and with very few blemishes, the, the characters are always ones you like. Like, I mean, Yvonne, as a kid, I thought Yvonne was just kind of bitchy and mean. But, I, mm-hmm. you know, she cares about her friend. She thinks her friend's going nuts. So as an adult, I get it. Um, that the, Mark's the comic book death is beautiful, you know. Uh, Super Freddy aside, you know, I mean, whatever. It fits with the comic book thing, I suppose. But, you know, that that's one of the big ones I would personally point out. It's like, all right, that's, maybe that's a little much. But, you know, kind of him getting slashed and the color draining from him is it's mm-hmm. so cool. Freddy um, on a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> Told you comic books was bad for you. <laughs> um, 
but the ending is terrible. The ending of this movie is bad. Like, uh, it's not a great script, as we've said, but the ending is just like the worst of a bad script. And and as far as them rushing it, they were changing the script daily. It's a mess. So like, I think one of them said, I don't remember who it was. He said, yeah, I didn't bother learning my lines because I knew I'd be handed a new sheet as soon as I got to the set. Right. You know, um, but thematically, this is a pretty heavy movie. I mean, they talk about, I don't want to kill your... Uh, your guys' you know monetization or whatever. So the schmorschman, you know, like that's that's well, yeah. cer- certainly up there. You know, giving the baby up for adoption, drinking and driving is brought up. Like you said, the anorexia. Like there's a lot of shit, man. Like it's a heavy movie if you really look at it. But you know, like, none of it really came together. Freddie's great, like you said. The soundtrack's killer. You know. Despite the fact that none of it's in the right, film. Right. <laughs> you know, so I'm going to give it, like Nick, a five. A three fives. That's three right. fives. Yeah. And it, it really, um, I'm sure people are probably like, God, Christian, really? I like the movie. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I, I have to be honest. New Line screwed the pooch on this. They rushed it so Absolutely. fast. I think even on four. Even four was rushed, but they had a release that they were. I think Howard Berger, Nick. I don't know if you've seen the Never Sleep Again documentary. Howard Berger says, "Dude, the movie comes out in two weeks, but we have a pickup date. We got to go pick. Oh, we got to go. We got to go film something. <laughs> yeah. The movie comes out in two weeks. Mm-hmm. We got to go film this. So just imagine five. Yeah, everybody that was involved in this film, the director said." If I would have looked at a schedule today of what they wanted to be me to do, I, I would have not even questioned of not doing it. The fact no. that I did this blows my mind. I mean, seriously, this there is no way this guy got eight hours of sleep one time during this period. But There's I do have to say, I kind of echo your sentiments, Christian. Stephen Hopkins did a fantastic job with what he was given. The gothic shit works great. great. I don't know. I'm sure you've, you've seen, like Nick, I'm not sure if you have all his uh, storyboard drawings. Amazing. They're, they're gorgeous. Storyboard drawings. Yes. They're, they're fantastic. You know, like this movie had a lot of potential when you look at the parts, but it's one of those things with, you know, it's adding all that shit together. You end up with a negative number somehow. I don't yeah. get it, but, um, you know, that's another reason as a kid, I didn't like this. Cause this is, this is the only one my sister would watch. So like if she was around or not like in a room or something, I could only put, cause it had a baby in it. So I also <laughs> just kind of like, like a tangential kind of hatred for it. Yeah. Um, you know, but, Oh, yeah, five, I think five's, five is fair. I think. But Baby Freddy is a 10. We can all agree yes. on that. Yeah, Baby yeah. Freddy's a, a 10. 10 plus. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, I, I see I'm a little irked right now. This is where this is where things get interesting. Freddy's dead, the final nightmare. Uh, Nick, go ahead. Um, so I know at some point I saw this movie. Uh, you know, I know I did, but I couldn't remember. So I rewatched it about a month and a half ago and halfway through the movie, I found myself on my phone. Um, I just didn't care what was happening on screen at all. Um, I really didn't. Uh, I, I tore myself away from my phone. I was like, no, just watch it, give it a shot. And at the end, the way it ends, just like Freddie's dead. I mean, that, that ending just encapsulated how I felt about the movie. I literally said when I did my franchise ranking, I said, when I watched this movie, I wanted to be Freddie dead. 
Um, and maybe that's, and I know Christian, I know you have a soft spot for it. And, and that's a lot of it's nostalgia driven. So I'll never hate on you for that, but I will just go ahead and give my ranking right out there. This, when it comes to the worst movie in the big three, a lot of people would say Jason X. A lot of people would say Halloween resurrection for those two franchises. Freddy's dead is by far the worst in nightmare. And I think it's worse than those two movies as well because it makes the cardinal sin i think that you can make which is just being boring um i don't like the movie i don't like the movie uh just robert england i'll because of robert i'll give it a two but i i i just i really but he don't like it no i think that's hey you are you are echoing millions right now yeah so, so I'm going to go last. So I'm going to let you have the floor. <laughs> um, I liked it when I was a kid. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a fucking it's a Looney Tunes cartoon, you right. know, and there's a lot to be said about that. But this is hands down like the furthest they've strayed into Comedy Central, as Nick has said. And it's bad. It's bad. But like it's gone. It's gone fucking sour at this point. You know, um, this cat like the. The team, the teens in this movie, I don't give a shit about any of them. I don't. I do not care. Um, I, I'm one that actually I do like the uh, video game death. Visually, I think that's cool, and that's very much in the dreamscape. Like, there's, I don't think there's any real reason to shit on that. Um, now that you forgot the power glove, that's okay. You didn't have, you didn't have to take it that far, but. Uh, you know, and uh, what's your face? Old scary cherry bang bang. Whatever. Leslie, uh, is it Dean? No. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Whatever the fuck. The fucking the, the freak from the the documentary. The one with the little, the one the with little the girl pet, like sitting on her lap yeah, like a the dog. Little, yeah, a little pet girl. Yeah. I, I don't like the character. There's really not much. This is Freddie's worst makeup mm-hmm. by far. I think he's um, barely. <laughs> he's barely it's like there's a light i didn't mean to cut you off i apologize but like he's barely burnt it almost it's looks so like cold. dr loomis and four yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it, honestly it, and five's not much better but it's still better i mean i don't know because that's david miller and five doing the makeup but freddie doesn't look that good he looks much better in three and four but six is i think 10 times worse than five, even uh, to the point where six almost looks like, all right, well, Robert, we got you a mask this time. So you don't have to sit and make up. We'll kind of, you know, glue down the neck a little bit for you. He looks cartoonish. Is that a yeah. safe? He looks like a cartoon. I, I, I'd say that. Yeah. It's like a caricature of Freddie. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a shame. Um, the backstory thing is all stupid. I would love, I would have loved, not now. You really can't do it now. Like a sort of a prequel kind of you know i like the idea of of robert out of the makeup you know of fred krueger the you know just the springwood slasher something along those lines you know um maybe something leading up to all right then fucking setting him on fire is the end of the movie but unfortunately we didn't get that we got fucking uh you know rachel tell i go and oh i love john waters so here's this pile of shit Hmm. Um, as a kid, though, one of my favorite things on the planet is when he pulls out that chalkboard and he's, you know, taking the glove to it and he's just like, he's humping the fucking thing. Yeah. It just, it just made me laugh. It's like, oh, you know, that's, that's yeah. great. But 
as an adult, Matt, I really don't have a whole lot of love for this movie. Um, I can still watch it, you know. It's mostly it's something I'll put on for like background noise. Um, but because there are still a couple left, I can't, you know, I can't give it anything worse than a three. So that's your that's your three and a two. Oh my god. Um. God Almighty. All right. So for me, Freddy's Dead. I do remember renting this one from Blockbuster. And I remember, now that I'm thinking about it, I watched this one before 5 and 4. I don't know why. I'm sure that they were either rented or something. And I remember this one was so jarring. I was like, what the hell happened between the first one and this one? It was jarring. Uh, Did not like it at all. The first time I watched it, I, I I was probably like Nick. I was, I mean, granted, I was opening my flip phone at the time or sliding it up, you know, those kinds of phones at the time. You know, you slide it up and you get the little keyboard. Um, and then I wrote it off. And then when I bought the movies over the years again, I bought the movie soon after that, I would revisit it. And the love I had for the franchise so much, I would make myself go back to Freddy's Dead and I would. Here, here's the thing. Let me rate it. Objectively, I'm sticking with a five again. But subjectively, the same way as Dream Child, I just love these damn movies. I mean, I just love these damn movies. Uh, one thing that always bothered me, whenever I watch the film and I see Brecken Meyer, he's got his bangs right here and he's got a ponytail. I'm like, you just wear the ponytail. Like, decide. Put the bangs in the ponytail or pull out the ponytail. Figure it out. Because the bang and then in the little ponytail, you got to do something with the Brecken. And I love Brecken Meyer. He has been in funny-ass movies like Rat Race and stuff. Road Trip. I love Road Trip. Um, I don't know, man. I So I finished. I, I binged these movies over the last three or four days in preparation for this. Uh, without, again, I think about my memory but just watching the movies I love these movies I genuinely love these movies but objectively yeah we've gone off the beaten path big time and I my biggest complaint my biggest complaint is they didn't go for they should have gone for way more 3D with the tone that they went with I think if they had gone with a more full-fledged 3D I would appreciate the film even more but let's get one goddamn thing straight the soundtrack to this movie is bad probably the best goo goo dolls real goo goo dolls you've got amazing songs from iggy pop you've got uh johnny law who i mean kick-ass songs kick-ass early 90s rock songs the heartbeat before nirvana that weird moment uh, between hair metal and grunge. And you had these bands that were like trying to figure out what was working. And they were doing like these 80s style kind of riffs, but they were singing in a more guttural voice. It was really cool stuff. Uh, the music is amazing for this movie. I mean, when you hear, regardless of what you feel about this movie, Nick, when you hear that, and then you see the, with the letters coming up, I mean that is amazing. Yeah, there are again, even though some of these movies 
take off. They stray so far from where we started. There are always moments in these films that you say, that's cool. That was cool. And um, I still love Freddy's Dead the same way I love Dream Child. But objectively, I think they needed way more 3D. I think if they had gone the 3D route, I think this film would have much more of a uh, softer touch on people's hearts. I think a lot more people would say, hey, dude, it's all 3D. I mean, he's funny, but dude, look, that scene where the kid gets hit by the bus and the bus is flying at you. Imagine that. Mm-hmm. Because what kind of movie do you have where there's a moment where the actor puts the glasses on and you're supposed to? No, 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 no. You got to make a 3D movie, guys. I think they dropped the ball big time on that. And I've never talked about that before, but that's true how I feel. So five well, for me. Let me uh, let me just kind of run with that real quick, Christian. Nick is having weird technical difficulties, so his audio is going to be a little lesser. He's going to be using his 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 camera from his, his his phone stuff but uh he'll talk up so so you can hear him but uh we're, we're we gotta roll on this is this is the this is monday night raw this is how it happens you know the nothing show yeah <laughs> the show must go on so so, uh, so sauce Quick, you I were saying want, i wanted to run with that 3d concept of yours and I, I think you're completely correct when you say that, that the movie'd be looked back on more fondly had the whole thing been 3d you know um and just that last, what last fifteen minutes or whatever with the sperm demons, yeah. um, and because <laughs> not for nothing, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings here, but if you look at Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, that's kind of a shitty movie. You know, uh, it's not the worst of the series by any stretch, but like if you, if you don't take into the into account that you know the lights are shit, you know they're just it's everything's way overlit. I mean, out of necessity. Um, and the gags are kind of shitty because oh we, we got to run this snake on a, a line so it'll hit right in the center of the camera, you know. Um, I like the, what's you know what it's not maybe shitty's not the right word, but that movie I think gets a big pass on a lot of its flaws because it's in three D. So I mean, there's just inherently Freddy's Dead would get a pass at least on some level. I mean, granted there is still a lot of that. Uh, he's corny. He's, you know, Looney Tunes character at this point. There's stuff that probably, you know, they'd still talk about. But, but I mean, like, like you said, with the bus scene, that bus coming at you in 3D, even if it's shitty red and blue 3D or red and green, whatever, you know, that's going to be a lot cooler than, okay, just 2D bullshit. Yeah, I think that was a big missed opportunity. I mean, the more I think about it, and you don't hear that talked about a whole lot, but I mean... And, and what other movie has like, all right, just this part's in 3D, guys. And they had to explain to the audience, like, I'm sure whoever, if you're watching this right now, please verify. When you were in the theater seeing this, was there a disclaimer in the movie that says when the main actress takes the 3D glass? She has 3D glasses, red and blue in the freaking movie. I mean... To me, it's that is so laughable. I can like that's the most B movie thing I've ever seen in my life in a big budgeted horror movie, bigger budget horror movie. I can I can laugh at how ridiculous that is, but on another level, I'm just like, you know, this is really dropping the ball on what we could have done. Why did you not? And I think because of Rachel directing this, and I think this was her first time directing anything, if memory serves. 
total missed opportunity. If you were going out with a bang, I can really appreciate keeping it in the family the way the Saw movies did. And okay, you direct this one next. Hey, yeah. you, you direct. I, I love that New Line did that. Like, I think, I just think she should have been told no as far as no, you can't make it. This can't be. She did. I mean, visually, it doesn't look bad. It's very like, glossy. Other, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's it's a nice looking movie. Other than, I mean, Freddy doesn't look great, as I said, but movie looks nice. She did a good job as far as that goes, but putting a lot of that John Waters horse shit. I, I'm, not a, I'm not a fan of John. I like him. He's funny. You know, hear him in interviews or whatever, but not a big fan of his movies, to be totally yeah. honest. You know. <laughs> so the lowest ratings, I think I stuck with a five. The five is my lowest. I gave Dream Child and Freddy's Dead a five, but they're, they're, they're tough love fives for me, okay? I love them. Um, so I guess we're moving on. To 1994, only three years after Freddy's dead. <laughs> uh, New Nightmare. Who wants to start out with their first viewing of New Nightmare? Who wants to do it? I mean, I'll do it. I don't really remember the first one. Like, it, like I said, they've always all kind of just been there, as long as I can remember. Um, this might have been one of the... I might have seen this before, like four, five, and six, just because you know I would have been two when it came out. So I probably would have saw it the year after it came out, whenever it came to video, you know, whenever that was. Because I mean, we lived in a spot where all we had to do was walk the other side of the parking lot to get to the video store. You know, mm. dollar a night rental type shit. You know, just mom and pop it was beautiful. I miss that place yeah. a lot, but um. I thought it was cool. I liked the kid. You know, the kid, uh, Miko Hughes. Miko. He, was, he was great in Pet Cemetery. Um, you know, it was cool. I had a cousin with Dylan named Dylan. So, like, it was, it was oh, that's awesome. You know, it was just like it was a dumb little thing that could connect me. And I liked this movie a lot. Plus the fact that I was a little kid. So it's like, I can, totally, I'm not a teenager. I can totally identify with a, you know, four or five-year-old, whatever he was. You know, uh, f- Heather's always great, you know, um, especially I think this is probably her strongest acting role. Um, I think the character was better in three, you know, granted though she is really just, she's just Heather for the most, most of the movie. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It, they blend, they blend the lines pretty good. There's not many deaths in this movie, which kind of bummed me out. I think even, even as a young kid, um, you were one of th- death even as a young child. Well, it's a, it's a horror <laughs> movie, man. Come on now. Horror movie. Horror movie. But uh, I think they improved upon Tina's death in the first one. Yeah. Showing him actually yes, climbing yes. up and dragging her around. Man, that was that one got me. Um, and then the, the doctor lady. Um, what the hell is her name? I can't think of it. But she's kind of like, she's a big woman. Like, she's intimidating. And then you hear Freddie's voice come out of her. It's like, oh, shit. Um. <laughs> I love the uh, the highway sequence, but uh, I don't know. This movie has lost my favor over time. I think the more I watch it, and the fact that like he did this movie better two years later with Scream, Wes Craven. I'm talking about, mm. of course. Mm. Um, <clears throat> all that stuff is kind of it's soured it a little bit. There's things that. 
I like. Like I said, it needed a higher body count. What we got was pretty good. I think the dad's death could have been better. I always – that was kind of lame, you know. You don't see much. <clears throat> but, I mean, you get him scratching at his cock, which is kind of funny. But, you know, I don't know. Like, this is uh, – honestly, I don't – I don't feel too strongly one way or another about this one. Yeah. We'll save like your this, rating. I don't want to – Yeah. Wanna, yeah. You know, but, yeah. Let that simmer for a second. Yes, yes sir. Let that simmer. Nick? Take me back to New Nightmare. Um, early 2000s uh, on TV. I don't know if it was Monster Fest or, or USA or whatever it was. And was super confused. I mean, like the first hour of this movie, I'm like, what? Why are they calling her Heather? Like, it was, uh-huh. it was, it was really weird for me the first time I watched it. So I didn't really... I couldn't really get into it. Uh, the years went on. I understood what they were doing. You know, the um, you know browsing the internet can work wonders sometimes to understand what the hell is going on in a movie. Um, and rewatching it over and over again, and it it's in my top three of the franchise. And I think that's because, um, like Sauce said, this might be Heather Langenkamp's one of her best acting performances. Um, there's more of a study on her psyche, um, and the, the meta angle, although addressed far better in Scream, was, it was nice to see that serious take on this meta angle, um, and for me, I was just relieved that they went back to a creepy Freddy, I mean, takes about an hour and 15 minutes before you saw him but they set up this monster throughout the movie and then when you get the monster i love his look in this movie by the way i think the makeup is really good and it feels like what they're going for the demon you know like the entity um now having said that i mean i do think that there are some things about the movie that are kind of weird um but Overall, I just think it's a really grounded, really well-made, really well-acted, old-school monster movie in the sense of we'll talk about this monster for 75% of the movie and then show it at the very end. Um, and, and I really, really dug the hell out of that. So that's that's how I feel. I remember <clears throat> my first time watching this was... You remember those New Line Cinema four packs, and it was like it was like New Nightmare. It was like New Nightmare, Freddy versus Jason. And it had the remake and maybe something else. And it was one of those little old four packs, and I had that. Or it was probably like part four point five New Nightmare, and then part four point five Freddy's Dead New Nightmare. That's what it was. Yeah. It was those New Line Cinema four pack. That's what it was, and I watched that, and you know I. I, I was always conflicted. I did not know how to feel about it. It was one of those movies where I really appreciated it. It was well made. It was well done. Uh, but I was just like, the telling thing for me was my favorite scene in the movie is when Robert England is dressed up as Freddy in the, in the, at the TV talk show. Cause I'm like, Oh, that's Freddy. That's the, that's Freddy. <laughs> and there's something about that, that I think is a metaphor for how I feel about this movie. I dig this demon Freddy. 
I watched this movie not long ago, a couple days ago, and there's so many things I really like about it, but I, I, I struggle to say I love this movie. I don't know. This is a weird film for me. It, you have to really catch me on, on the right day almost. I really like the world that the Demon Freddy lives in. It's Again, we go back to that kind of Gorgothic look with those huge cathedral demon things and the gigantic Freddy mouth statues and stuff. But in the same breath of what Nick said, I do think he's right. This is more of that methodical, slower-paced, universal monster movie. And I can I can dig that approach, but at the same time, I don't necessarily really want that with this movie. It's weird. No, and but, I, don't mean to, I don't mean to interrupt you, but also it was at this point, this is the seventh movie in a franchise. We've seen Freddy as the main character for arguably the last three or four movies. So going back to it now is weird because you're almost oversaturated with Freddy. So you're kind of like, which which basically means, in essence, they should have stopped a movie or so ago in all honesty they should have just stopped it because the the absence had not been there for the heart to grow fonder and i know that that reflected in the box office i think you could blame it on the times sure but i don't know it's you really can't just blame it on the times because there really wasn't much absence is three years for a franchise in absence no three years no you know what i mean i mean look it's Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills. Does it really feel like an absence? Not really. No. Granted, the box office will be there. But um, yeah, But what's your rating then? If you struggle to love it, what's your rating? I'm going to... I'm going to give it a six... Because I still think the moments. Let me tell you the things that bother the shit out of me. Wes Craven needs to get that shitty grin off of his face when he's in the movie and get <laughs> look at sauce. You know exactly what I'm talking about. That nervous smile that Wes Craven has. I love you, Wes Craven. You have created the most iconic character in my opinion in the world, Freddy. But you're a shit actor, Wes. I'm sorry, Wes. You suck at acting. Like that, that you don't don't deny it, Nick. That, oh yeah, it's terrible. This he, is West. He, this he is wanted West. to cut that. He didn't want that scene in the movie because he he's I, I suck. I'm terrible. And I'm not. Yeah, but when you see this is Wes Craven, you've got to decide if you want to play Nancy one more time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there. So, and, and, and <laughs> as bad as Wes is. Bob Shay sucks too. Holy oh come shit, on, man. Heather! Kids love horror, bro. Kids can you not look, Can you not look at the cue card, bro? <laughs> you know? If any, hey, I thought bro, the woman. Somebody get the phone. Get the phone. I thought the woman was better. What's was that? His wife in the movie? The, the that's blonde Sarah hair Richard. Woman. No, that's. Sarah I thought Richard. Sarah Richard was way better than both of them. But, but not by much. She's terrible too. But hey, Heather, it's good to see you. But at least she kind of had like the. I don't yeah. know. But yeah. to get they're, my they're pettiness yeah, reason, to get right. my pettiness out of the way, because I'm being petty, yes, but still, those are significant scenes. Wes is seen Wes's scene dictates 
what Wes's scene explains what you're saying. That's a very that is quite frankly the most important scene in the film. So that's why it's so jarring in my mind. Um, but it's so funny because I love Wes. I mean, he is great. I he's I really like him in body bags when he messes up his hair and he's the crazy guy trying to get the cash at at the gas station. Of course, he's funny in Scream for the point oh three seconds. He's the janitor, is Freddy. Uh, but anyway, I'm going six. I think that this movie is really good, but I can't help but feel a little bit of uh the ship has sailed a little bit kind of thing. I wish they would have waited a little bit longer to make this film. Imagine if this would have been the remake from 2010. I think with that kind of timing spaced out, man. Yeah. Sauce, you go before me. You go before me. Um, Before I give the rating, I do want to say I didn't, I kind of, I've always thought this for a while. It, It didn't come to my, stupid mouth while I was talking earlier. This, the biggest sin of this movie, in my opinion, is to not have had Robert England and Freddy Krueger, you know, face to face. He talks about, ah, oh, yeah, I just, you know, been doing stuff in that fucking creepy painting that they kind of Oh my to. God, you're so and to, right. To not have done anything with those two criminal, you know, it, it's, it is, it's, it's absolutely criminal. Like that, honestly, that scene, as long as it's done right, of course, I mean, if they just kind of shit something out, that probably would crank it up probably a notch or two. You know, I think there's something to fight for in that case. Like, did Robert even get hurt? Robert didn't even he no. get he, he, just, he made the painting. He yeah, was creeped out for a few it. seconds. And, and as soon as he got off the phone, stopped answering he his phone. To, yeah. He, when he got oh. off the phone with Heather, yeah. when he got off the phone with Heather. He called up his boys that night. Hey, let's go. Let's party. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but um, that was a fun noise. Um, I'm going to give it a six, like Christian. <laughs> it, it's it's pretty middling, but it's still on the positive side of that. Mm. Um, eh, you know, it, it gets a lot worse. You know, the, Freddy's dead is a lot worse, and then there's. There's there's a whole bunch of shit coming down the pipeline in, in a minute or two. Can't wait for that. But uh, I'm gonna be corny, and I'm just gonna go. You know, I'm just gonna be cheesy, and I'm just gonna, you know, Ow! I'm gonna howl like a wolf because I'm the lone wolf here. New nightmare nine. Wow, I I fucking love this movie. I love this movie. I I just I don't know why. I just I got burnt out on the Dream Child Freddy's Dead Freddy, and it was really really cool to get this grounded Freddy. Although it's not really Freddy, um, it's the demon. Uh, I, I I don't give a shit. Okay, um, I, look, my nightmare rankings are obviously going to be a little bit different than Sauce and Christian because they're probably and not probably definitely more hardcore fans of it. But for me, it's a nine, man. I will. I, I gave you guys the howl and everything. <laughs> and I get that. I get that there is a certain there is a, there is a certain sector of the fan base that do hold this one in, in the higher higher to highest regard. And I get that completely. You know, <laughs> I, I has this movie of it's his favorite in the entire franchise. That's cool. I I, I, I get that. I, mean, I get it surprises me though. I I just love 
the just the eighties new line. You know, that's just Absolutely. my stuff. You know, yeah. it's kind of like with Friday. Remember when we did it with Pizzal? Piz, we, me and Piz both agreed. I think you as well. We all said like the the Paramount Fridays. Those are the dude, best. I mean, dude. Yes, because like, I, that's not even an argument for me. I hate Jason Goes to Hell. I hate and and Jason X is fun, Ooh. but it's really bad. Um, so yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I agree. I agree. the first but, Friday, and and I feel the same way about Halloween. Like one through six have a feel that was never replicated after six. Yeah, never replicated. Um, so yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I want to say one thing. Wes was great in the opening when he was like, "More blood, don't be stingy." Yeah, <laughs> and then the scene, and then the scene where the shit starts hitting the fan, and then you get this shot that's aimed up, and you see Wes go, "Hey, cut the effects!" You know, like that's great. Wes is great there because he's like in his deal, he's doing his thing, right? But poor Wes. I mean, he yeah. gave it hell, but yeah, that... I think another thing with this movie. Some of the elements are, like I said, not having Freddie and Robert come face to face and not spending more time with the entity. Kind of looking into that a little more somehow or another, you know, like just kind of like, oh, he like he likes to look like Freddie. He's come to enjoy this kind of embodiment. You know, I think shit like that would have made this movie much better. It's a lot of it's just kind of. You know, perhaps like Nick said, it's it's old school monster movie, but it's also just kind of like, oh, okay, we have to be Johnny Explainer and just tell you, well, nope, this is this is Heather, not Nancy, but now it's Nancy. Yeah, that, that is. You know, I will admit that's a pitfall of the movie that it seems like it gets caught up, it trips on itself sometimes, like, trying to over-explain shit. Yeah, and like, it's like it's it's like it's trying to be inside baseball without being inside baseball, and it's like just fucking give us one or the other. Like, don't. You know, either either spoon feed us or let the audience. You know, I mean, this what Craven said. I kind of wrote this for the people at South First. You know, that are now yeah. in their thirties. Okay, so let them be in their thirties and kind of, you know, you don't have to come. Hey, this is a movie we made. Like, let them come to that. You know, like yeah. come to that kind of conclusion on their own. Yeah. All right. So listen, guys, we're back. If you're we just if you're watching this live or obviously going to the video, you just saw a hard cut to what I'm saying right now. I'm making this distinction right now. We're skipping Freddy versus Jason for this because it's Freddy versus Jason. But to hear the epic rant we just did, go to my Patreon and you can hear that. I'm gonna make that little snippet a Patreon exclusive. And Sauce was pissed. There you go. Uh but here we go. We're gonna wrap this up. With 2010's A Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Nick, I'm going to throw you out to the wolves. Yes. Start. All right. All right. So I saw it in theaters opening weekend. It wasn't opening night. And I remember because my buddy saw it opening night. He texted me. He's like, did you see it? I lied to him. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I saw it. And he was like explaining stuff from the movie. And uh, I like threw something. I don't know why I lied. And he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, I'm not seeing it till tomorrow, bro. Um, I saw it. And I walked out of the theater going, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween was way better than that. Um, and then it got its whole media release. I watched it. 
many, many, many times because it's one of Brooks' favorites. It really is. Um, and so we've watched it a lot. I like it. I do. I do. I do like it. Uh, I will say, and I, I, I will, I will shit on all the things that need to be shit on. CGI, terrible, terrible decision. The script. Jackie O'Haley did not did bad, do badly, but they did not give him shit worth of material. Like, period. They just didn't. Um, Rooney Mara being the lead and not giving a shit about the franchise or the character of Nancy or or the impact she was going to have on people being in a remake of such a classic movie. Terrible. Terrible. I mean, it's terrible. I liked Quentin more than I liked her. I wanted to focus more on Quentin than her because she just slept walk. No pun intended. Through the whole movie, um, also tonally, they were almost like, okay, the first half it's really dark, Freddy. Okay, you know what? Let's throw some comedy in there now. Let's give him some comedy, Freddy. It's like, well, what Freddy are you going for here? And then the thing everybody wants to address: the elephant in the room, the um, not child murderer, child predator storyline. Uh, everybody knows that Wes Craven toyed with that idea initially and didn't go with it. Um, and he made the right decision because I don't think that, that especially in 2010, like, <clears throat> I don't think that was the route to go. Um, yeah. But overall, I think that some of, there's some cool kills. I love some of the lines, especially when he's like, uh, you know, the brain stays alive for seven minutes after the heart stops beating. You know, we have six more minutes to play. Like, I love that line. Um, I, I I respect the hell out of Jackie Earl Haley because he's a fantastic actor that was given a subpar script and subpar effects for his character. And he made the best out of what he could with it. But I digress. I'll get to my rating later because I know I'm probably going to be another lone wolf on this. I saw this chomping up a bit. So... Um, if you want to go, brother, have it. Yo, Christian, let me speak on this. <clears throat> um, you know, man, I remember the first time I saw it, it was on, uh, actually, matter of fact, it was VOD. It wasn't even tape, um, or DVD. It was, it was like a direct TV rental. I liked it. I liked it quite a bit the first time I saw it. And, you know, granted, me and my friends had been, you know, having a little fun to the point where like, oh, we got to take that mirror down, but don't get in front of it. Don't get like, it scared the shit out of us. Like that, the end of that movie, I'll stop. I'll still defend that. That was a great ending. Um, you know, the, the sequel setup really is what that was that I think thankfully we never got. Um, but the movie as a whole is shitty. Like Nick has talked about the script. I mean, you know, Everything he said was bad about it. He's not lying. Um, Jackie Earl Haley was terrific, although fuck him a little bit for shit that he's apparently said about the the OG nightmare. Um, that aside, he did great. That you know, but he was just fucking completely hampered by like, really a shitty supporting cast. You know, shitty effects, shitty script, shitty you name it. It was bad. Um, Samuel Bayer's terrible, awful director. Um, I like the idea of the micro naps. I like the idea, like you said, of, you know, the brain doesn't die for, you know, seven minutes or whatever. Um, all that shit, you know, again, it's another one of those movies where these things should add up to something good. 
you know, but they don't. But this one has that kind of added element of all the shit that does take away from the good stuff. Um, I like Quinn, as you said. Uh, I forget the actor's name, but he did a good job. Rooney Mara's an ass. Kyle yeah. Gallner. Kyle Gallner. Uh, Rooney Mara's an asshole. Um, and I think the most unforgivable thing of the entire movie is the fact that they made him a child rapist, you know, uh, a pedophile. You know, um, because it's fucking gross. Like it's not. There's no. At that point, it's like, oh, this fuck. We just. He just needs to die. I, I need him to die now. I don't want to see some kind of you know, cat and mouse thing. I just fuck this guy. It, it ruins the movie. It's fucking. As soon as they say, nah, he really, he really did fuck these kids. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know. I mean, I love how dark Freddy is. Yeah. But I wish, like you said, they had kept that tone through the whole movie. Um. Also, I think it would have been a great twist to say, yeah, no, he was innocent. He didn't kill anybody. I will tell you right now, that's one of my biggest gripes, is that, especially for the casual fan watching this, you're kind of like, shit, were they wrong? Did they kill an innocent man? As obviously as any of us, you know, people that watch horror movies a lot, we're like, no, no, they didn't kill an innocent man. But the casual moviegoer was probably like, oh, shit. And yeah. then they were just like, nah, nah, he was actually. Yeah, dead. it's almost as soon as they put that in your head, like, yeah, just kidding, I killed him. He fucked him. Yeah. It's like, uh, dude, like you had a great premise, and that would have, I think, to, like, Rooney Mara, bad effects aside, that would have changed so many people's opinions, I think, that you could have kept that franchise going, you know. Um, but when you don't do that, there's nothing redeemable about it, you know, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, I think I've said my piece, Christian. Saw this in the theater. Saw all the big remakes in the theater: Halloween one, Halloween two, Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, this is my least favorite of the remakes, uh, and it really sucks. I hate to say that. And you guys have basically said everything that I would probably say. My only thing, you know, in terms of what you guys talk about the ending of not a child killer, but then he is like that pissed me off. I agree. I was like, he didn't do it. It was genius. It was simple, simple change, but genius. But even by that point for me, that was, that was just icing on the cake of bad decisions. Um, and I hate to compare it. I really do. Cause I like Jackie. I'm a defender of Jackie, just like you guys. Uh, he, he, he was not given Jackie had the recipe but he wasn't given the ingredients, if you know what I'm saying. Um, but even when you talk about those great lines of seven minutes of, but I just, I hear how Robert would say it. And I'm like, Oh my God. When I hear Robert say that, and I hate to compare. Um, yeah. I'm again, I think Quentin does a pretty good job. It's just not enough. No, it's just because, not enough. Because that's another fucking fault with the script. It's like, Who's your lead? Like, you didn't give anyone the lead. It's supposed to be Nancy, but Rooney Mara clearly doesn't give a fuck. So then you're like, here, Kyle, you take it, and Quentin's the lead. But also, you have to to intermingle with Nancy the whole time. And it's like, Mm -hmm. well, who is the lead? Like, give me someone to invest in. I really love to see when Quentin goes into his dad's office, and he's like, did you, like, you killed an innocent man. Like, that's an awesome scene. 
You didn't get any emotion from Rooney it, Mara like that. It, here's the problem. It, it, wouldn't wouldn't, that, wouldn't yeah. that not have been an, another great twist that, oh, Nancy, we know Nancy's the, the final girl. Should have killed her. Should have killed then, her. Yeah. And then you just kill not, her. Not first, you know, not first, just, but yeah, she goes. Her, her buildup scenes just weren't enough. I mean, yes, I was that teenage kid who was up in my room with my earphones blasting, listening to him and CKY. Uh-huh. But what's going on in her head? What is she thinking about? I don't know. You don't, you didn't tell me. It's just not enough. And the reason this is my least favorite is because this movie, this is why I like Friday the 13th more. I thought Friday the 13th started out with this amazingly cool cast of characters. And then crappy ones take over the rest of the film. This one starts out with crappy characters. And it's all script. Okay? It's all script. I'm not saying the people were bad actors. I do like Katie Cassidy. I do like Katie Cassidy in this movie. The blonde girl. I I, I, I like her. Again, it's just uh, just not enough. She was the least terrible. Yeah. Yeah, Um, And of course, they kill her a half hour in. Yeah. Okay, now you guys can have Rooney Mara. Like all (laughs) There's so many it's nuanced stuff that make can make me really dig a character. When the guy on Friday the thirteenth is going to look for his pot and he's jamming Sister Christian by Night Ranger, I related to that so much because we all put on earphones and pretend we're rock gods when no one's looking and doing that. Instant relation to everybody watching the film. I don't recall anything, anything in the remake of Nightmare. That gave me a notion, besides Quentin just being a decent guy, of me relating to... Okay, what about this dude in the beginning, in the diner? He's freaking out. Who the hell is this guy? What is he so yeah. scared of? What what caused his grief? What, what happened before this? He's just instantly freaked out. I don't care. I don't know you, bro. Yeah. I don't know you. Robert said the same thing. Well, who are these kids? They're just dying. Yeah, You don't get to and know I mean- them. And, and it kind of just defends you. It, it's impossible not to, you know, with, with Freddy Krueger, it, it's hard to, there's no way to not compare uh, Jackie O'Haley and Robert England. Yeah. It's not like Fred Jason. They're, they're, people love, uh, they love Kane, they love Richard, they love Ted, because they all have a, the mask is what you think Michael of. Myers you don't see too. the same yeah. thing. This is a different animal. It's just a different animal. And I'm sorry, I, I I don't want this to be my least. I don't want this to be my least favorite of the remakes, but it just is. Breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. I still think Jackie's great, but again, I just don't think he was given a, a fair shot. No, and and for me, like we talk about Samuel Bayer, um, basically a music video director type guy. Yeah, I don't. For the, it yeah. wasn't basically. I think that is all yeah. he had done. Yeah. Yeah, these platinum like dunes, should, people, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. platinum fucking dunes. Get out of here. Yeah, go the fuck away. Like, I'm sorry, but you guys take popular properties and you you make them look glossy and you make them mm-hmm. look cool for the casual viewer. But everyone that has an affinity for that series when they go to watch your version of it is like, this is way too clean and like, yeah. It's just I don't know what it is. It's just I will say though. There is some really cool imagery in this movie, especially the scenes at the, the preschool, like in mm-hmm. the dream world. I really love some of the imagery in the movie. Um, but again, a music video director should be able to get some of the, that imagery down. And he did do that well. But as far as character development and, and just dialogue and really any depth 
to anyone. Like you said, Quentin yeah. is the only one you get some depth to. Nancy's mom was such a pivotal... Her scenes in the first movie, the original, they were tense. It's, there was some tense shit with the Nancy and the mom. The one, In the remake, she's like, hey, I'm going to work. Bye. That, that's it. Yeah. I left you some lasagna. I mean, seriously, it, it's... I am not a writer. I no. don't know how to write a script. I don't know how to direct a film. But damn it, I've seen a lot of them. <laughs> you know, it's just. But and I think, as far as a director goes, I think a director that had some some talent, some balls, would have gotten a decent performance out of Rooney Mara. It would have been, hey, fucking wake up, broad. Or would have been like, right after they start shooting, she's not it. We need yeah. to get somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because I mean, Patricia Arquette's performance in three was amazing, and that—that's and Chuck Russell. I mean, that's Chuck Russell pulled that out of her, and that's yes. well documented. You know, we probably went a little too far. A lot of, you know, most people would say, you know, I mean, we've never gotten specific details of the. Now he's kind of a taskmaster, you know. But, you remember Ken but, Sagos? He said somebody on like the, the it was tense on Dream Warriors. Yeah. Somebody somebody again said one of the producers got up on a scaffold and said, This shit's gonna stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like they didn't play around back well, then. That's no. another thing that another example of that, and I know a lot of people shit on her in Rob Zombie's first movie, Scout Taylor Compton, but for the second movie, it's well documented that Rob like pulled her aside and was basically like, I want you to like and she's talked about it like, well, when I cry, like if I get too into it, I like fall apart. And Rob was like, fall apart. Like yeah. snot coming out of your nose, inconsolable, like fall apart. Like yeah. get tap into that space. And that's how you know that a director, that's a director that knows what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Samuel I, Bayer did this for a patient. I, I bet yeah. you, I, I, I mean, look, I wasn't there obviously, but I would be willing to bet this movie, you had agents talking to the directors, the producers talking to the agents, but there was probably not. I, I just, man, yeah. this thing is soulless. It's yeah. just not there for me. I'm definitely going to give it the highest rating. I can tell you that. So you guys go first. <laughs> go on one. I'm going to give it a two. I, it gets a two out of me. Oh, go on one. <sighs> Okay. So, this is night this is nightmare on Elm Street for God's sakes. You cannot drop the ball like this. You're absolutely right, but I will say if we're being objective, there is some that Jackie Earl Haley does well. There are some cool kills. Um there are some cool dream sequences um visually. Um I I like Quentin. I think he should have been the lead. Um I'm going to go a 6. Because and, and and I mean that's barely above Dream Child and Freddy's Dead for me. And honestly, Dream Master through talking to this, uh, uh, through talking to you guys with this, has leapfrog the remake for me. But okay. I still enjoy it. Um, <laughs> like I do. Like I'm not. I, I'm unashamed to say like I enjoy it. But when I watch it, do I feel like I'm? I, I, I do I immerse myself in the world? Not fuck. No, like I'm not gonna sit right. here and be like, oh yeah, I just feel like I'm, I'm, you know, neck deep in a in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. No, but I don't. I just don't think it's terrible. But I think a reason, a lot of the reason you guys, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think you guys give it the ratings you do because 
one, you're hardcore fans, but two, you saw potential in it and it just dropped the ball and it pisses you off as a fan because you're like, I saw you guys had some of the ingredients to make a really good movie yeah. and you did. It does. I agree. Quick, I agree with it. One, yeah. Once that fair, I'm being a dick. I'll go, I'll go for genuinely. I'll go for, cause there are things that are good. Quentin's pretty good. He's pretty good. Jackie's good. The soundtrack, I have listened to the soundtrack, and there's some good cues in it. But. I also really like it. It hurts. It really just hurts. And he says, I was just petting it. Petting him. Again, (laughs) think about Robert saying that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, just think about a Freddy Krueger with like practical fucking makeup. Like, <laughs> Again, yeah. that's okay. Look, I'll I'll, I'll give. I was honestly, I'll, I'll give it a four. One is way too stiff. I'm being very stiff on that. I'll go four, which is my lowest rating. But sauce is like, no, you're not. Give it a fucking. <laughs> no, look, I I want to give it a one out of pure hurt because by that point, when that movie came out, Nightmare was already my favorite. I was a diehard. Mm-hmm. I knew, I knew associate producers. I knew the makeup effects. Crazy, crazy George. I knew these people. I studied this stuff. I was so dedicated, and I wanted to love this movie so much. And even then, before I really became a movie reviewer and started talking, like even then, I knew without really being able to describe it to myself, I knew that the. It's it, it it was bad before the camera. I knew that this film was bad before the camera started rolling because of pre-production and the script. I just knew it without being able to express it. It was that blatant to me. Yeah, I, I get you. I get you, man. I mean, it hurts. I mean, it hurts but, really but bad. We know you should know, Christian, and this might actually scare you. Um, you, <laughs> Freddie, will be back really soon. We 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 know this is coming. Wait till Halloween Kills kills it at the box office well, and scream, and then you know mm-hmm. new lines are like, "All right, fuck it, we gotta we gotta put Freddy out there again." So that might scare you, but I'm excited for that. I want to see Freddy back. I've let Halloween oh. 2018 has made me let go. I, I don't care about. I mean, I when I say I don't care, I'll watch them. I'm not gonna be that person. I'm not. I'm not yeah. gonna be that person that just shits on it and then goes to the theater because then I feel like an idiot when I do that. I don't have to. I don't have to claim I'm really excited about him, but I'll, I'll go see it. Um, I've told you about who we think could be Nancy. If Sauce, I, I don't want to tell you on air, but I'm very excited and, about and this. Reached, yeah, I reached out to somebody from Bloody Disgusting and got semi confirmation on this too. So it's real. I, it's I think, uh, dude, f- Nightmare has so much. You could. The world is so it's wide. F- fuck yes, it's it's limitless. It's the fucking. It's your dreams. You could do fucking anything, man. I mean, it's in, my get dreams, anything in my dreams, I've hooked up with Jennifer Aniston, bro. Yeah. Like anything is possible in your dreams, guys. In my dreams, I'm beautiful and bad. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> I want to say really quick, Christian. We, have, if if you guys have watched for the whole two hours, God bless you. But um, somebody commented uh, on our last episode about killer clowns from outer space getting a section at spirit Halloween. Well, I followed up with my source. Yes. Oh my God. I can't wait for that. That's been speculated for some time. He, I said, 
look, I've heard rumblings about this. Just tell me straight up. Is it happening? And he replied and said, yes, it is. And I was like, that's, right, getting, cool. that's getting the glass figure. Thing. Oh, I, and the first thing I thought of was like, Christian's already talking about how he's going to spend all this money this fall. Guess <laughs> what? There goes more. Yeah. I've, and, uh, since we're here, obviously guys, the, can we talk about this for a minute? Okay. We're still, the show's going on, but I'm throwing the kitchen sink out of this. The Scream Factory Halloween 4Ks that have come out. So many people hate that artwork. Sauce, what are your thoughts? I mean, people hate yeah. this vitriol, for God's sakes. You'd think that you think that these these 4Ks were the child rapists. Yeah. Hate it. I don't hate them. I mean, Halloween 2, the mask looks dumb. Yeah. Like it's it's stretched way too wide, but you, you posted on YouTube the art for three. And it, I think that looks beautiful. That's my favorite one. I mean, I'm Chris not. I agree that Halloween Five's artwork is also good because it because it, it's cheesiness it, of that movie. Yeah. It's cheesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but dude, I, I just think that this art is really important to people at this point. For I mean, better or for worse, I think it's. Go ahead. It I'm is. Just I just say, guys, I'm gonna give. I'm going to give credit to Christian because he tipped me off on this because I didn't, I don't get paid until Friday. And Christian was like, Hey dude, if you go to Amazon, you can pre-order them and they won't charge you right yeah. away. I was like, shut the fuck up. He's like, no, I'm serious. So I went to Amazon. I pre-ordered all five of them. Mm-hmm. I texted Brooke and said, Hey, so I pre-ordered all those four Ks and she texted me back literally and just said, Hmm. And I was like, don't worry. I won't get charged for two months. I'll figure it out. But yeah. So I pre-ordered them. Christian, you did too, right? I just went ahead. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, it's no rush. It's not like they're going to sell out before they release one, especially on Amazon. But it's better to go ahead and pre-order it in, 